Welcome back to another episode of Ignite. And uh, we have back our special guest, Eric Metaxas. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's always fun to be with you. Now, I, I, I wonder, we're, we both love to share our faith, and we're going to talk about that today. I get a, you've written so many books. The, the Definity book on C.S. Lewis, the Bonhoeffer book, which I want to talk more about because it seems to relate today. But this thing, atheism is dead, and it really is. My, my new book, yeah, oh, by the way, you're, uh, I didn't write a book about C.S. Lewis. I've written about C.S. Lewis. I've written a lot about C.S. Lewis. I've, I've written all kinds of stuff. But the new book, I mean, most people might know me because of my Bonhoeffer book, a biography yeah. of Dietrich yeah. Bonhoeffer. Yeah. But my new book is titled, Is Atheism Dead? It's a question. And the title comes from my response. Some people remember a 1966 very famous Time Magazine article. It asked, Is God Dead? And long story short, where we are now in the culture, science has quietly been pointing, now think of the irony, science has been pointing to the idea that there is a creator of the universe, and I'm not going into the details, but it's become so dramatic over the decades, and most people don't know anything about it. And I said, if they knew just what's in my book, Is Atheism Dead?, they would understand the question you'd ask today is not, is God dead? You'd have to ask, is atheism dead? Because from the new scientific evidence, now we don't have to base our lives on scientific evidence. I mean, I know Jesus is real and the Bible is true apart from science. But the point is if you're not sure and you just look at the science and a few other things that I mentioned in the book, the question today overwhelmingly is, is atheism dead? And I actually would say, to cut to the chase, yes. In other words, intellectually, the idea that there is no God, no creator of the universe, that everything emerged randomly by accident, the odds of that, based on what we know today, are less than zero. <laughs> I, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could have a, any theory you want, you could believe whatever you want, you cannot believe that. 50 years ago, when Time Magazine had that article, a lot of people could say, well, based on the evidence, I, I think maybe there's no God. Today, I challenge people. I challenge you. You can look at my book and you, you tell me. I would say the evidence is so dramatic and overwhelming yeah. that the concept that there is no God is absolutely intellectual, uh, intellectually untenable. You could say I'm an agnostic. I have questions. I don't understand this. I don't understand that. Great. But I don't think you can be intellectually respectable today and say... I know that there's no God. I, you know, we've been, Karen and I have both been sharing our faith every day for almost 50 years. And I have bumped into very few people that are, they call themselves atheists. I mean, they're, they're in the minutia. Um, but they do happen. And so I think from a faith-sharing standpoint, this book is really important, even for our own affirmation. Actually, that's, to me, that's the most important part. I think people think, I'm going to give this book to my atheist friend. Listen. Most people who say they believe in God or believe in the God of the Bible don't act like it. In other words, they act like they're hedging their bets a little bit. They act like, well, I believe it, I believe it, but... But. I'm here to say that, and again, there's great irony here, that science and a number of other things have provided evidence that there is a God who created this universe in which we live, and on and on and on and on. On a level that most of us in our lifetimes didn't think was possible. And so I wrote the book hoping to get it into the hands of people who have some faith, 
that they would read it and they would say, oh my goodness, I had no idea how much evidence there is for that. In other words, why have I been timid about my faith? What is wrong with me? It's like being timid about science, like saying, I don't know if science works, and I don't know, and I, and you'd say, listen, just, just understand that we might not have all the answers to everything, but we have enough evidence now to know yeah. that yeah. if you had to choose, is there a God who made the universe? Is there a God who wrote the Bible? Is there a God? You'd have to say yes. And so I think it's, it's for people of faith, either a lot of faith or a little faith, but some faith to say to them, you're, if you know the truth of, of, of this evidence, your faith will be bolder, you will yeah. be less yeah. shy yeah. Yeah. about that's, sharing your faith with strangers because yeah. you know the evidence is, is on your yeah. side. Yeah, truth is, is a wonderful thing. I, I get books, you know, we all get lots of books. Uh, I can't read all the books. I read books that, I, that I'm convinced will help me get more solid in what I can say when I'm sharing my faith. Yeah. And I quote tidbits out of your book just because, I mean, just some of the gems of that book, you could throw it in at certain times in conversations. They go, wow, it just changes people. Well, see, so. that's my dream come true. When you write a book, Barry, <laughs> you hope that there are going to be people out there who can yeah. have that response to it. Yeah. They're going to grab this thing yeah. and, and, and use it. Because I, I can't take credit. I mean, I'm, I'm being serious when I say... It's only by God's grace that I bumped into a lot of this information. But what I can take credit for is that at some point I said, this information is so overwhelming. I know most people I know are not aware of this information. I have got to put it in a book. I've got to get this information out there because it will change your relationship to faith. You, you'll be, you know, it, it, I mean, I was, I was saying it's like, there are people who hope things, and then there are people that know things, right? When you know all this information, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, here's a headline. All my life, I've gotten this idea, most people understand that, somehow faith and science are at odds. Oh. Somehow, hmm. science yeah. is pushing oh, religion and faith that. out, okay? Yeah. We've I grown up with that yeah. as part of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, literally, the exact opposite is true. I, I don't mean it's 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 not as strong as that. I mean, literally the opposite is true. Science is pointing to faith dramatically. And again, this is a headline. I say, I challenge you to look, you know, look at the facts and you know, don't just take my word for it. But I would also say that we need to know historically, it is Christian faith. I mean, think of this. It is Christian faith that led to modern science. That's a fact. That's a historical fact. That's not a, like a Christian point of view. An historical fact, and I have many people in the, in, in the book that I quote who are not Christians, who say what we think of as modern science, with all of its extraordinary abilities and potentials, came out of historical Christian faith in the 16th and 17th centuries. Period. End of sentence. So if you think that faith and science are somehow at odds, not only is that not true, it's literally the opposite. And because so few people know this, you can understand how I feel half nuts to get this message out there, to say to people, you've been sold a preposterous lie, and you need to know that even the idea of rationality, the idea of trying to figure out things scientifically, all of this ultimately comes out of a Christian worldview. I didn't really know that. And once you know it, you think, how have I bought these lies that, that faith and science are... All right, odd. So you can tell I'm a man on a mission. Okay. 
One more thing for your book before we quit here. Okay. Uh, the two foremost minds. Yes. The spokesman for atheism. He really did read this, this is, book. This is, this, I get excited. This is really, if yeah. nothing else, remember this. That's right. This. Yeah. No, to remember me, this is, this. If, I would say the same thing. If nothing else, remember <laughs> yeah, this. Remember yeah, remember this. Yeah, this yeah. is really important. Okay. Um, my, my basic thesis in the book is that, again, he asked the question, is atheism dead? This idea that there's no God, right? I deal with the science. I deal with the archaeology. I deal, okay. Put all of that to the side. At the end of the book, I deal with the concept of atheism itself, and I say that the people who were brave enough to look at the idea of a world without God are very few. Two the most famous in the 20th century, Jean-Paul Sartre and Albert Camus, the French existentialists, they understood that if there is no God, which was what they believed, they said, if there is no God, then there is no meaning in the universe. Then we have to somehow figure out, can we create a system of ethics to live as human beings without God? They really wrestled with this, and they understood that if it's true there's no God, there's nothing to be happy about. Now, this is, I just find this funny. They had an honesty, okay? There are a lot of people who say, I'm atheist and it's great and I can do what I want or whatever. What I talk about in the book is that people who have this flippant, shallow view of a world without God, you can't take them seriously because they don't look very deep. The two people who look the deepest, Albert Camus and Jean-Paul Sartre, at the end of their lives, here's the punchline, mm. both of them, independent of each other by 20 years, both of them came through the other side to believe in the God of the Bible. And now I thought to myself, when I encountered this, I said, how is it possible I've never heard this before? That two of the most yeah. famous atheists of the 20th century, maybe the most famous, not only were troubled by this concept of atheism, but at the end of their lives came to faith. I said, that's the headline of the 20th century. Nobody knows this. And so when I put it in the book, I said, I'm dying to get this out so that people know that the, the people who had the most guts to stare at the abyss of a world without God, those people eventually came out the other side. It is amazing that that's true, but it is true. And it's amazing that we didn't know it. But we know it. But yeah. now we know it's it. It's important that you know it. So when you're sharing your faith, it just adds. I tell you, you have an ammo chest. I feel I pull out my ammo chest, right? All the things. And, and you never know what you need for any person. Yeah. But this yeah. is part of our ammo chest. You understand it? Read this book. It'll give you such excitement for the truth. Yeah. To know that what we believe is true. <laughs> And, yeah. and the world needs to hear this message, uh -oh. and nobody's telling the world this. And yeah. if they're not going to, how are they going to know unless somebody tells them? And that's really the. Yeah, and, and, I, and I really do uh, believe that people who already believe, you yeah. say you, you have a faith, yeah. your, your faith needs bolstering. You need to know that intellectually speaking, it's open and shut. We've got to stop yes. being timid. You, you've yes. got to understand the evidence while you were sleeping has been piling up. Here oh. it is. So be bold when you share your faith. This is not something that, hey, it might be true, maybe it works yeah. for you. This is reality, and and therefore, you know, we should be excited. <laughs> That's great. You could hear Eric every day on Salem Radio and just like every major city just in America. Go, you just go to uh, ericmetaxas.com or look me up on the web and try not to find me. It would be very difficult. <laughs>
I, 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 every, every time I catch you, I'm on the run all the time, every time I catch you, I just got to stop because you always have these gems for us. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being such a dear friend. Thank you, Barry. um, Yeah, it's very special. Hey, it'd be great. (laughs) Okay, see you next time.